0: Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the podcast, Self-Evolution Regardless. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very unplanned for unscripted topic, which is about being lonely versus being alone. I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about this topic before, and I thought, you know, just maybe... I actually was inspired by a YouTube video mentioning this, and I stumbled upon it. It just didn't really, like, it wasn't really planned or anything. I just stumbled upon it, and I figured, um, because I heard some extremes of perspectives of people answering this question, like, whether or not... Isolating yourself would be, like, what is it? Like, is it a mental illness or uh, a psychological comfort, you know, or something like that? Um, since I heard extremes in responses when it comes to this question in particular, I was annoyed. <laughs> and um, actually, um, What annoyed me the most is how extreme, like how black and white sometimes people think in terms of isolating yourself. Let's dig in this topic from a scientific psychological perspective. Now, as you know, there are 16 personalities that we, 8 billion people on earth, um have and there are uh slight variations and differences between each and every personality that we have um perhaps the biggest five when it comes to personality uh determiners would be personality traits and among those is the extroversion or introversion trait now from a scientific perspective and i forgot the names of the psychologists or psychotherapists who came up with this um strategy to to study personality types and personality traits but when it comes to extroversion and introversion in particular the thing that would get our attention the most would be the extent to which people are sociable and whether or not the people under study would be more sociable than others or prefer being alone in situations rather than uh being around people or gatherings or crowds or people in general and so it depends of course this is a spectrum it's not really A or B, you know, it's not like X or Y, it's not black or white, it's just there's a spectrum when it comes to this uh, trait and people differ where they can put themselves in the spectrum if they're totally extroverted or totally introverted or ambiverts in the middle, okay? And depending on the circumstances, depending on the situations, depending on their internal, uh, psychological statue, status, status that they may have or mood or, uh, something that is TMI for women is their cycle and their period and whether or not it's BMS or ovulation period or just, it depends on the person. Internally as well as externally. Um, cause you know, these internal and external factors definitely help us determine, uh, whether or not we're going to want to be sociable or not. It depends and it varies. I'm not a psychotherapist or a psychologist for any reason. I'm not an expert. I'm just. Very much, very curious and passionate about the topic and science of psychology, and you know just to open small parentheses. I've never had a bachelor in psychology. My bachelor is in English studies, but the what made me be interested in psychology and what drove me to talk about all those topics in the episodes. And more, and the ones that I'm preparing, and all that, and doing research all the time about psychological uh, topics in psychology and psychological matters and topics and elements and stuff is simple, simple interest. And I can't really explain it. It's just it just so happens that I'm extremely interested in psychology, and I just love the field. Closing the parentheses. Okay, so um, so basically, basing ourselves from that point of view, from that uh, resource, from that pers- scientific perspective, people have tendencies of whether or not they want to be alone. Okay. And this topic is going, might be controversial to some people. And it might be uh, a kind of a mix between talking about isolation, being alone, and being lonely. Because it's not really like the boundaries aren't really clear, because there's still dots to be connected here and there so let's dive in without any further ado so the difference between being alone and being lonely is like I said depends on external as well as internal factors that can play a role and whether or not uh, depend actually on whether or not that person is going to want to be alone or not so There is a huge difference between the two words, alone and lonely. It's not the mere checking of the words in a dictionary, like a Merriam-Webster's dictionary, or Collins dictionary, or Oxford for Advanced Learner's Dictionary, but the psychological uh, perspective of looking at the issue. being lonely refers to the fact that you are you have this gap within you and you feel like people are not with you in any way shape or form they're not there for you it's a feeling rather than a, uh like a physical state it's rather a mental, emotional state being lonely or feeling lonely. Because a lot of times, also, loneliness refers to the separation between you and yourself. Like you're not really connected with yourself as well. And that's how you might feel lonely. I am, again, I'm no expert. I'm just trying to define the terms the way I see it. And if you understand it, you're welcome. If you don't or disagree, that's okay. Let's move on. Um, as far as being alone is, being alone is the physical state. So you can be alone without anybody, but not so lonely. You can be self-loving, taking care of yourself of your thoughts, of your plans, of your projects, of your uh, flaws, of your mistakes, of your failures, of your successes, of your victories, of your happy moments, of your joys, etc. You can still take care of yourself in that point, but not feel lonely at all. And in other cases, you might feel lonely when you are not alone, it could be that state of sadness, feeling of emptiness, feeling that there's this gap that you can't really fill in well, even though you're surrounded by people. And I think logically and in the real world, (laughs) usually we're going to find these two situations here. Either you're going to be not alone, surrounded by people, but lonely or alone, on your own, away from people, and not lonely at all. I don't know the case where you find yourself alone and lonely. Well, I guess maybe, and I think most likely that would be um, the case for a mental illness, which is depression. And if you feel, if you're all the time alone and lonely, then that means you have a case, you might have a case of depression or the person in general has a case of depression. I'm not addressing you, my listener, for now. I'm just uh, talking about the situation in general. So the person under study can be suffering from a case of depression or a clinical depression if they are Chronically alone and having a chronic, endless, deep feeling of loneliness that is exhausting and consuming their every inch or ounce or of soul and body and mind, cell of the brain, every single um. Inch of their soul, every single ounce of their body, and every single nervous cell in their mind. <laughs> Just to make sure. Um, okay. Right. So, now that would be an extreme case, okay, because mental illnesses do exist and they are various and they are categorized under specific categories like mood disorders or personality disorders or nu- uh, nutrition. Yeah, like eating and nutrition disorders. And they are specifically categorized and divided that way. And maybe, perhaps, the fourth uh, case would be if you are not alone and you are not lonely. I think that would be the conclusion of this episode. Let's just leave the best for last. Just, uh, I'd like to talk about that specific case at the very end of this episode. Now, let's talk about cases two and three, and I'm not going to be able to exactly refer to them, uh, because like I said, this is a totally unscripted, unplanned for <laughs> episode. I just wanted to talk about this episode because I came across a video and I thought it, it it's really, really important to talk about this topic. Now, um, for both cases two and three, whether uh, so they're basically opposites. When you're lonely and not alone, or when you are alone and not lonely. This is the the cases differ by the placement because of the different placement of the word "not." So whether the meaning is different, because uh, uh, the situations would differ. Uh, when it comes to being lonely and not alone is obviously different from being not lonely and alone. Okay, so let's begin. Um, As for being not alone when you are around people, but still lonely. Okay, let's talk about this particular situation. Actually, this is more common than we think it might be, okay? And this doesn't only pertain to the personality traits. It might actually be the cause of tending more towards um, introversion, okay? Introversion precisely. You could be surrounded by a crowd of 10 or 20 people. Social events, birthday, wedding, celebrations, success of someone, uh, anniversary, death, whatever, okay? All sorts of events which uh, require gatherings of people. Um, you could be again surrounded by many people but but still feel very lonely, okay? There's also a spectrum of loneliness. It might be a little bit lonely, to the point where it's extremely lonely. In this case, why do you feel lonely? I think that would be the question that we should ask, right? Why do you feel lonely when you are surrounded by people? Because usually what makes sense is you are surrounded by people you really shouldn't be feeling that lonely, right? Okay. There are reasons as to why you are surrounded by people and you still feel lonely, and these reasons are more obvious than not, na- than never. <laughs> the reason why you might or you do feel very lonely around people is that there is toxicity around you feel the bad vi- the bad, the bad vibes there is a a transfer let's say of bad vibes around you feel like there is going to be a fight that's going to happen anytime soon usually in these types of relationships where the environment or the atmosphere doesn't feel as safe we don't really tend to feel like we're really connected with people and in in events where we're surrounded by people we tend to feel lonely nevertheless right you may agree or you may disagree Fine, both ways. <laughs> so, you still feel lonely because there is toxicity. It might not be obvious, and it might be very obvious. The toxicity can be in uh, in the way that they insult you, in the way that they make fun of you, the way they comment on your clothes, on your appearance, on the way you eat, walk, talk, sleep, just whatever. Devaluation... Um, Nitpicking, uh, and again, the manipulative tactics that toxic people would use, that could be verbal, that could be emotional, that could be even physical. If there's a fight that broke out or some sort of a violent act that happened. um, at, at At the worst case scenario, or at worst cases, people will have to leave that situation and they won't have to f- face the amount of time they have to endure feeling lonely. But most of the time, what would make someone feel so lonely is what remains. Because the physical abuse actually is really, it really, it, it, it disappears, okay? It leaves some traces, but... It, it disappears very quickly. It might leave some scars where, like, uh, if if there are deep injuries, for example, it might leave some scars, but they will they will heal. They will heal terribly fast, but not as fast as the other types of abuse, the emotional type of abuse, the verbal abuse the mental abuse that would drive someone insane and it's all verbal and like i always said language is the most powerful weapon that people can use before even nuclear weapons were even invented the idea of even inventing nuclear weapons was still part of language so language is really The source of all evil and all good. It's really the strongest weapon there is before anything that was really materialistic that existed. So, loneliness can emerge because of abuse and difficult people and difficult situations where dealing with them feels extremely challenging and it wouldn't be, you wouldn't you wouldn't feel understood or you wouldn't be loved or cared or given enough attention by these people or you still feel invisible, even though you're surrounded by that amount of people, 20, 50, 100, whatever. How many ever? It still doesn't matter because you still... I mean, the number that keeps growing doesn't matter because you still, regardless of the amount the number reaches, you're still feeling lonely. And it results in that gap which you feel within you. It results in that gap where you feel like you cannot connect with anybody around in this event, in this particular event. Event that's going on. You can't connect with these people. It might be immediate. You know, what you have... What you've been facing in terms of abuse could be immediate and right there. But it could also be the accumulation of past events. That happened in similar events that you see are repeating themselves right here right now so maybe that's why you're not starting conversation conversations with people that's maybe why you're not engaging with conversations about topics that you might be really interested in but still somehow you feel like you cannot really connect with these people so you feel lonely and past fights or past uh abusive situations where you feel where you felt so small and you felt like you didn't have value you still didn't feel like enough for you to even engage in these events and talk to people which results in like I said earlier in maybe actually could be the factor for why people become introverted, why people prefer to be alone and not so lonely in the event of things. It could be the reason why people prefer to stay away from gatherings, parties, birthdays, weddings, promotions, any kind of celebration or even Gatherings of people could be the reason why eventually a lot of people prefer to be alone. Because then they think, well, maybe I might actually be alone without these people around me and not so lonely. And this is going to be the transition for case number three. Being alone and not lonely. When you're alone and you aren't surrounded by people, there's peace, quiet, tranquility, stabilization of the rhythm in everything. And that's where concentration, calmness... Meditation and focus and all synonyms <laughs> can be enforced, can be reinforced. In this situation, you could be not lonely at all, you could be fulfilled, you could feel on top of the world. Because you are now capable of being with yourself, the person actually, or should I say, the soul that's going to remain with you for the rest of your life. Because think about it, are those people that you met at some por- at some point of your life, or that have had relationships with you for a specific period of time, whether it be days or months or years, Are they going to be there for you forever? That depends really on how healthy your relationship is and how you deal with each other and how well you accept each other's flaws and it's a whole different story. But really what I'm trying to focus on here is that the person or the soul that's going to remain with you forever for the rest of your life, till the day you're buried in your grave, is you. In fact, the only person who's going to be there for you in your best and worst times, authentically and truly, is you. And the person who's going to tell you all the secrets who's going to share with you the happiest and saddest moments who's going to tell you good and bad things about people and things who's going to share their interests with you who're going to want to love you and connect with you and hate you and be angry with you and all that is you it's really you all along the person that's going to stay with you till the day you're buried is you So why, why do you feel so lonely? You could be in pain because of a toxic relationship, which caused you a lot of mental confusion, pain, aches, sleepless nights, continuous thought, stress anger, frustration, etc. And you would want a period of time... I, I don't care how long it takes, this period of time. It could, take a day, it, could take a, it could take a day, a month, a year, a decade, a century. I don't care how long it takes. But it would take a specific period of time where after all that pain and that hell you've been through, you really need some time on your own to work on your own, to work on yourself. You need time and a place to be away from people so that you can work on yourself. And working on yourself doesn't only mean to reflect on your faults and mistakes and failures and bad stuff that happened to you all your life. No, it partly means that. It partly means to reflect on what you did wrong and right, what you failed at and what you succeeded at what you're bad at and what you're good at, who you hate, who you love, what you disagree with, what you agree with, what you tend to love, what you tend to hate, etc. It's not just black and white, it's this whole spectrum. But when you stay in that period of time for on your own, away from people, Your concentration and focus is going to exceed your expectations. It's going to be ten times more efficient. Why? Because there are no distractions. Hopefully, you don't have your social media buzzing every single second around you or your computer or a documentary playing or allowed music playing in the background or whatever. But when you do so, you're helping yourself figure out you. You figure out who you are, your identity, your flaws, your good traits, your bad traits, your future plans, your past, what you want to do now to improve your situation etc. You aren't surrounded by distractions in this period of time. Because you want to make sure you allow yourself time and space to focus on yourself. Well, some people may interpret it as selfish. Yeah, it is. But selfish in a good way. Selfish in a way that helps you develop, helps you grow as a person, helps you figure out who you are. Definitely abusive relationships and toxic people and people who generally want us to devote our whole entire energy and time for them is taking so much of our time and energy And it's not allowing us to focus on ourselves. The peer pressure. Always demanding something from you. Always expecting something from you. Always wanting something from you. Or always wanting you to be present. But not with yourself. You're going to stay, I don't know how many years behind, what you actually plan to do, right? And you do, you find yourself, heck, I've been surrounded by these people. And look at how many years I'm behind what I planned for six or seven or ten years ago. When I'm supposed to be at this point, I'm way far behind. Why? Because you kept yourself distracted with people who asked you, if not always, at some point, you know, at a certain point of time, at a certain point, a uh, place, they asked you to devote something for them to give something: your time, your energy, your emotions, your your focus, your productivity, your work, your skills, whichever, your stuff, your accessories, your makeup, your clothes, your wardrobe. Parking lot, whatever. They asked you to give them something. It could be something physical, like a product, any type of product or a service. And you gave, and you gave, and you gave. And how much of that was left for you? How much of that did you still have left? I hope I restructured, restructured the same sentence, I hope I, I, I kept the meaning, uh, I know I restructured it differently, but I wanted to keep the same meaning, so, what remains for you, nothing, a little, if not nothing, but still, negligible amounts, Which is why people, maybe, you know, possibly, after challenging times, difficult situations, bad relationships, um, financial crises, etc., etc., catastrophes, deaths of people, etc. The examples are endless, but after hardships in general, people do, 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 do need some time alone and again I don't care how long that's gonna be but they do need that time on their own to face facts to study what happened to figure out a plan for the past present and future and it's not forbidden it's not bad it's not something that is an extreme case of depression It's not expressing loneliness and totally be away from being away from society. That would be case number one, which is the worst. Which is depression. And it could be an accumulation of of stuff that's way bigger than someone's power or... Ability to face that stuff. That's why they end up like that. That's why they end up depressed, hating it, not hating, but avoiding everyone and everything, and not having to do anything at all. At, at, at some point, you know, they're gonna have to talk to someone about it, they're gonna have to release. Some of that stuff that's buried within them. They're going to have to go to a therapist at least. To talk about what's going on. Explain the situation. And let go of that elephant hidden in the room little by little. And see how things improve. Because if that elephant is going to remain in that room, it's going to die and stink. And it's going to be a terrible, terrible, huge mistake. And that person is going to die with their depression up their neck. So, why? Death is imminent and inevitable. But we can at least figure out things to do that would make our death easier to handle. So, why do all that stuff and deprive yourself of everyone and everything you used to love... And not feeling motivated to do anything and not having the energy to do anything and spending time lying on bed, lying on the bed for no reason other than being sad and frustrated and hating life and suicidal and thinking about ending one's life as soon as possible because it's really leading to nowhere when we can actually choose To talk about this stuff and kill the elephant little by little, piece by piece, to where that room is refreshed and it's clean and it's better than ever. To where we can move to a state after having going through that journey of being alone and not lonely, to actually moving to case 4, where we are not alone and we are not lonely. We're not alone when we're surrounded by people, but people who also connect with us on a deep, deep level. Who enrich us, who make us feel good about ourselves, whom we, who we do that to them as well, you know, it's mutual. Who we feel good when we're surrounded by them, and who also feel good because we are surrounding them. And the whole experience becomes enriching. Cuz we're not alone. We're surrounded by people we can we can tell talk about stuff that interests us, they can talk to us about stuff that interests them. We can share secrets, we can talk about problems, we can talk about solutions, good things, bad things together, share happy and bad moments together. And not lonely, not feeling lonely because our spirits are connected, because it's deeper than just superficial celebrations. It's a humanistic, holistic connection and communication, love and respect and true and genuine appreciation. Even if that person went through the shittiest and baddest fucked up moments in their lives, at least they have a hear, uh sorry, they have a near an ear that listens. They have someone to hear them, they are heard, and they feel like they're not so alone, they're not so lonely anymore. And so, I guess, hopefully, we'll get there one day. (laughs) Because it's different. Being alone is different from being lonely, definitely. Being alone doesn't make you crazy, or anti-social, or having a social anxiety, or whatever. Whatever. And being lonely doesn't necessarily only mean that you're sad and frustrated with everyone and everything. Maybe loneliness is a cry of your body to tell you that you need to be alone, to, to love yourself, to take care of yourself. To look after your wants and needs, identify your wants and needs, discover who you are, what you want, what you don't want, what you like and dislike, what you agree agree with and what you disagree with, your plans of the future, what you want to be, what you want to do, your passion, what message you want to deliver to the world, how you want to leave your imprint in this world etc etc (laughs) etc the examples are endless definitely but that's the point that's the point the point is lonely is different from being alone and hopefully we reach the state where we are not alone and we are not lonely either okay all right so uh, that's it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and got something from this episode as much as I enjoyed recording and talking about this topic. It's really, really interesting and important to talk about. Definitely unscripted, definitely unplanned for, but there you go, you got something. And, uh, yeah, so don't forget to check out the links I'll be putting in the show notes. And uh, take a look at the merch that I created, that I designed, I was saying, uh, and have a look on the website. It's still at the beginning, but I'll develop it gradually. And if you'd like to see this podcast successful and thriving, please don't hesitate to support it any way, shape, or form you want. It. This, even this most thing, or amount is very much appreciated, and you'll be given a special shout-out about it. If you'd like to suggest a topic or something you'd like me to talk about, or even collaborate, you're very, very welcome to do so in the social media pages that I'll be, uh, links that I'll be posting in the show notes, and I'll also provide a email address so that if you feel like you really want to talk about something that you want me to talk about or suggest a topic or whatever, you can feel free to talk, uh, email me privately, and it would be very much appreciated. If you'd like to kept, be kept anonymous, I don't mind at all. It's I respect uh, people's privacy, and they totally have the right to do so. And yeah, so I'll see you in the next episode.